as well, I'm not much on pontificating particular facts, but I am guilty of it sometimes. So for just a few minutes, I'm just adding this to the end of this month's shows as a kind of an add-on to the things I think about. And the question is, why is why do I think the environment is important? And why should we really care about what's going on with climate change? The environment is a prominent topic in most of the news areas today, and for good reason. Climate change is threatening to shift our daily living in almost unimaginable ways, and it's already creating long-term effects that will harm the people and the animals who are going to call this Earth home of ours home. Beyond deforestation and melting glaciers, though, environmental issues are also highlighted when natural disasters impact our communities, which seems to be happening more and more often these days. While most of us tend to think uh, of the whole situation like on a global scale, the environment includes all of a person or animal's immediate surroundings. In this smaller scope, an environment can be an office, a school, your home. But on a larger scale, the global environment includes the entire Earth. Both are certainly subject to improvements and damage that result from human activities, and these in turn can have a large impact on our lives. To better understand how these impacts play out, it's essential to learn about the importance of the various environments that we inhabit. Well, most people often think of the environment as quote-unquote the natural world, which is indeed one way to take a look at it. Each person also, though, has an individual environment, and these can look different from one person to another. A student's daily environment obviously might be his school. An executive's daily environment is the office he functions in, and a stay-at-home parent, they call their house their daily environments. Actually, until relatively recently in the big picture, humans lived mainly outdoors. Finding temporary shelter in natural landscapes such as caves and canopies of foliage that served as their primary environments. But over the millennia, humans began building more sophisticated structures to make up their own environments. And they began needing to do more to keep that environment habitable. No matter where a person lived, there's ongoing evidence that it is important to have a clean environment around you. People who live in unsanitary environments are more susceptible to developing physical and mental health conditions that can diminish their quality of life overall. Today, standards of the cleanliness and sanitation end are more respected than they have been at any other point in human history. Legal systems consider raising a child in an unclean home to actually be a form of child neglect. And doctors agree to take universal precautions to uphold rigorous standards of cleanliness to help prevent disease. These developments have helped human lifespans increase tremendously. When people take better care of the world around them, they're naturally taking better care of themselves and they live longer. Since sort of the definition and the concept of global warming get bounced around a lot these days, at least for political reasons, global warming is really just the process that involves the Earth's overall temperature increasing over time. This rise in temperature has effects that are seen and measured in everything from the ocean temperatures to average temperatures and climate around the world and include increases in weather-related natural disasters, 
Although, there have always been fluctuations in global climate. Scientists are aware of that, folks. Scientists are concerned that the Earth has been getting hotter way faster in recent decades than anybody ever predicted. In large part due to human causes of global warming. A sort of general statement overall, global warming is, just, is caused by the greenhouse effect. Earth's atmosphere is full of gases called greenhouse gases, among others. Without these gases, heat from the sun would float back out into space and living on Earth would not be nearly as comfortable as it is now. When gases trap heat within the Earth's surface, this is called the greenhouse effect. The greenhouse effect is supposed to happen, but lately it's been occurring at a far more extensive degree than what the planet requires for its inhabitants to stay healthy over time. This overactive greenhouse effect is trapping way too much heat inside the Earth's atmosphere, and that excess heat is now affecting the environment on the planet's surface, unfortunately in a number of negative ways. It's now pretty much known that humans are the leading cause of global warming because human activity produces far too much carbon dioxide for the, the natural processes for thousands of years have kept the planet basically in balance. But we're kind of throwing it out of balance by, by overweighing the basic atmosphere with things that the Earth just cannot eliminate as fast as we are producing them. And we all hear mostly that carbon dioxide is the major greenhouse gas that's responsible for keeping excessive levels of heat inside the Earth's atmosphere. However, there's increasing science that shows we need to really be taking a better look at methane and some of the other trace gases, which are also causing their share of the problems. At this point in time, a large portion of the Earth receives energy from electricity. Although clean energy alternatives exist, much of the electricity on Earth today is still produced from the burning of ancient fossil fuels. This activity emits tons and tons of carbon dioxide into the environment, increasing the negative effects of greenhouse gases. Operations at many factories also leach out carbon dioxide into the environment. Gas-powered cars, which are the leading form of transportation in most parts of the world, are also culprits for pumping tons and tons of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere on a daily basis. Although large environmental damage is already occurring or has occurred, humans are able to make a positive impact on the environment by taking steps to reduce the amount of carbon dioxide that's released to eventually collect as greenhouse gases. There are several resources to help individuals and communities reduce their, the famous word now is carbon footprint. And many large corporations are now taking pledges to do the same in an effort to stop climate change before it gets even worse. Here I want to list just what I would call a few of the actions that we as individuals can take to help care for the environment around us. Talk to other people about the importance of maintaining a healthy environment is what I try to do right here on this show, That at least getting more and more people every week. Things like using energy efficient light bulbs and turning off the lights when you're not in use, recycling things whenever possible, walking or biking to nearby places instead of driving, 
Make sure that doors and windows are properly sealed to prevent air from escaping and energy from being wasted. In addition, there are actions that communities can take to help care for the environment. Among these, but not totally, creating municipal recycling programs. They're getting better at that, thank goodness, across our nation at least. Using renewable energy in large buildings, especially that such as our schools and public buildings. And in general, building more sidewalks and decent, now safe bike trails to facilitate car-free travel of different kinds. And, and try hosting community cleanup days to pick up litter and just literally beautify the public spaces around where you live. Being a most, almost, at least ever positive guy, I kind of look at it this way. The environment was not harmed by one person at one time, or one country, or one corporation. Its current damaged state came from collective efforts, purposeful or not, unfortunately, of billions of us. Come on, we're going to be 8 billion pretty soon, folks. Uh, and large-scale corporate activities. At the same time, no one should feel too small to make a positive impact on the environment, especially the little ones around them. If a hundred people will all make just a small change, this turns into a big impact on the environment overall. Past experience demonstrates that humans can be very powerful if they decide to, as being a positive instead of a negative drag on our environment. And here's just kind of one example to kind of give you a picture here that you're, most people are at least aware of. The Thames River that flows through London was once so polluted that it was like a giant cesspool people lived in, causing all aquatic life to die off in large numbers. In Victorian times, some doctors recommended that patients move away from London because the smell of the river was making them sick. In modern times, people in London have made an effort to stop polluting the Thames. And the river is much, much better off today than it was in the past. Humans can change the environment for the better. The Thames River is not a one-off example. Similar victories for the environment have happened all over the world now. Scientists have long been warning communities across the globe that the environment's condition is worsening. But humans have the power to make Earth a healthier, happier home, folks. It's, it's not too late to slow the long-term impacts of negligence towards the environment, but it's getting closer to the point that these effects may become almost or possibly irreversible. That's why it's critical we begin to make our changes today. As a matter of fact, we should have started making them 10 years ago. We were told that and nobody listened before it's too late. Change can start with one person, you, I, anybody. One family, then one city, then maybe a state. And in other words, it needs to happen now with each one of us contributing our little part. And a parting thought. LED lighting achieves energy savings that can approach 50 to 70% compared to the older technologies. Compared to the old technologies, a global switch to energy efficient LEDs, more or less worldwide, would save over 1,400 million, that's billions, folks, uh, tons of CO2 and avoid the construction of over 1,300 power plants just by switching everybody to LEDs. 
Are they good for everything? No, but they're good for 95% of everything. Uh, heat lamps, LED is not a good idea. <laughs> a few other times when you might need a particular spectrum of light. But in general, LEDs are the answer to a big percentage, or at least a small percentage, but on a long-term basis, of all the energy we're using. So anyway, that's one of my thoughts. Just I decided to, to throw it in there for this kind of when the spring's coming. I always get all excited about uh, taking care of Mother Nature. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matters. <laughs>